0: And welcome to episode 26 of the Your Time to Grow podcast. Now, I am in the middle of planning the next three to four months of my life. A huge project, it feels like, and something I find requires motivation and keeping my eyes firmly on the outcome. It's not easy, and there are many days I don't write or plan or do any of the things that I need to do. And when things don't go to plan, I can be really hard on myself. not alone either. I speak to so many folks who are hard on themselves and in life it can be easier to forgive others before we forgive ourselves and some of us hold ourselves more accountable and to a much higher standard than we hold others. This can be especially true when we're working towards a goal. Margie Worrell, author of the book Brave, wrote an article for the Huffington Post on why it's so important not to be hard on yourself. The negative emotions we create by being overly hard on ourselves not only erode our happiness, but change our physiology. Beating up on yourself actually narrows the peripheral vision so that both metaphorically and literally, you can see less opportunity to address your challenges, fix your mistakes, and create the opportunities you want. When I was doing my coaching course, I was listening to one of the guest speakers, Professor Damien Hughes, when he mentioned really casually Cantor's Law. If I hadn't been paying attention in that moment, I'd have missed it. I noted it in the corner of my book as a side note. What Damien said resonated with me and I had to find out more. He said, If I turn up halfway through a process, it will feel like a failure. Now, if I were to break a typical creative process down, it might look something like this. This is awesome. Oh, this is tricky. This is rubbish. I'm rubbish. This might be okay. This is awesome. To be honest, it's not just for the creative process. I find this in other bits of my life, not least in the middle of a morning run. Anyway, I digress. Remember, no one is perfect. We all make mistakes. We're all humans. And if you were talking to a child, you would say they were learning. So it's time to take that advice for yourself. There's a quick technique that you can use with yourself and the kids if you're feeling like a failure. Result. Number one, step back into an observer role. Number two, ask yourself what are the good things in this situation? What can you be grateful for? They could be things like something positive you've learned about yourself on the journey. Observing how the experience has helped you grow in some way. Looking at and or acknowledging the support that you have. Knowing that if this happens again, you will have the confidence to know what to do. That you've gained a new skill. One of the people I was talking with recently had done exactly this. Faced with an injury which forced them to slow down, they realised that they had to slow their goals and their life more generally. And they told me that if this hadn't happened, they'd have missed the bigger lesson. I'm not saying it's easy that you'll find the solution immediately and or in any situation. But for many people, even the worst events can bring about something positive in the long run, even if it is just knowing that you got through it. When we make mistakes or take detours, we gain wisdom and strength, often that we didn't know we had. Remember that life is a learning process, a series of steps we take, hopefully towards our best self. Handle yourself with care and patience as you take this journey. I want you to imagine another scenario for a moment. Imagine that someone you love said to you, I'm useless at everything. What would you say? Perhaps something like, of course you're not useless, you just need to keep trying. Or, okay, so that didn't go to plan, but I bet you've learned from it. How we speak to ourselves is important. When we tell ourselves over and over that we're useless or too slow or not experienced enough, you're only hurting yourself. To combat it, do the technique I mentioned earlier, looking for things you'd be grateful for. Or imagine if you were giving yourself the same advice as you would give to that loved one and remind yourself of the good. For example, I learnt a lot and next time I would do this differently or I've come a long way since I started this journey. You get the idea. As I've said before, we're all doing the best we can with the information we have at the time. You can't know something until you know it. That is the beauty of hindsight. So be kind to yourself. You may learn additional things later that would change the way you'd respond in the future, but at the time of the event, you make the best decision you can. The other thing I've said before is that we have the choice to choose how we react to a situation. You can suffer from a life experience or you can learn, move on and thrive. The choice of how you react to an experience is yours. Sid Smith said that. You can continue to be hard on yourself, but ask yourself, is it helpful? I can tell you that it isn't. To give yourself meaning, you need to find a way to learn and grow from the experience. If you're someone who replays a situation over and over in your mind, then there are other strategies you may need to employ, from examining your feelings and why it matters so much to how you focus on what you do want, all of which I'd recommend speaking to a coach about. You need to move on. Let the past go and give yourself permission to stop being hard on yourself. Self-critique is important for growth, but you need to commit to being fair with yourself. Constant negative self-assessments lead to low self-esteem, which in turn lead to acts of self-sabotage. You can begin to feel you don't deserve happiness, and so you put less effort into achieving your goals. Then you fail and you feel bad. Cue a vicious circle. The key? Acknowledge you've learnt your lesson. You've grown and start focusing on the future. When it becomes hard and you want to give up, Focus on the things you know you can do and tackle the bits you're putting off in a way that works for you. Some people like to just jump in. Others like to do a bit every day. Know what works for you or try things until something works for you. Are there any quick wins to get your confidence going again? Break your processes down into smaller parts so they become more manageable, less overwhelming Try and remember why you embarked on this to begin with. Maybe set up a vision board. I use Pinterest. But you could use an actual vision board which you, you know, stick on the fridge. So that when you're in the middle, you can create some focus. Get some support if you need to. It might generate new ideas or impetus. And most importantly, remember that in the middle of the process, it and you might feel or look like a failure. But if you stop then it almost certainly will be. Keep going. It's going to be awesome. As always, thanks so much for listening today. Remember to leave any comments or questions and I'll pop back and answer them. You're welcome to join my Facebook group for live videos, webinars and wisdom from the rest of the tribe. And if there's anything that I've covered today that you'd like some more help with, then please get in touch over at www yourtimetogrow.com and join me back here next tuesday for the next episode